0: electronic walkabout no one should have to walk through life alone we share good times bad times and the best of times everyone needs a little direction now and again let tc and wilkie show you the way a podcast where we talk about the important things in life come journey with us electronic walkabout hello this is your host tc and together with wilkie we welcome you to another episode of e-walkabout A podcast where we talk about the important things in life. Well, here we are again, Wilkie, and it actually happens to be a beautiful Saturday, sunny morning that we're doing the podcast this morning. In this episode, we talk about men's mental health, and it just so happens that it's Men's Mental Health Awareness Month. Awareness is always the beginning to accept and face challenges that, in the end, will allow us to live happier lives. Join us as we share our own experience to showcase. Such an important issue. But as always, we'd like to start with a good news story. How's it going,
1: TC? Thank you. Um, I don't know why I said thank you, but uh, good morning. It's uh, you're right. It's a beautiful day in Chilwak here. Um, yeah, my good news story being that there's there's you know it's mental health men's mental health awareness month, but it's also Pride Month. And a few years ago, I saw this video online, and this is going to be my good news story. Uh, a bunch of dads who didn't know a bunch of people in the pride parade. Bunch of dads went to the pride parade and had signs, free hugs. Now these free hugs were for these kids who are in this pride parade or just showing up to the pride festivities who have been kicked out of their homes and not accepted by their families. And these men, these heroes, would get hugs and give hugs to these kids, adults, whoever, who were in that parade, or just showing up for the festivities, and you give them a hug and let them know they were accepted. So that's my beat based it being uh, Pride Month. I think that's a good news story. And and I've I said since I saw that video, one of these days I'm going to get down to that parade and do the same thing. It's not going to happen this month, but it will one day. I will be one of those guys because those are the people you need to look up to in this world. And just showing that these kids, these adults, these men, these women are accepted
0: is they it's a great thing it's a great thing and again thanks for that good news story but but the good news story you're sharing right now it's it's big it's always going to be topical because at the end of the day we all want to be accepted for who we are and and there should be no question about that whatsoever
1: exactly so
0: just you know listeners just keep that in mind we all really want to be accepted so yeah yeah Yeah. where do we start it's men's mental health and i'm just going to kind of take two steps back and 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 ingrained in our culture is that men were always to be tough as nails and whatever they were dealing with no tears just keep it all inside carry on you were supposed to be the the top person the leader when it came to dealing with these types of issues yeah is that fair is that fair
1: that's that's exactly it. Like, I was born in 1974, so I grew up in the 70s and 80s. And really, like, the men we idolized, you never, you never seen. It. I didn't, I don't think I saw my dad cry until I was in my 20s. Those men, like, you watch John Wayne movies, he just goes about his business. We were ingrained, like you said, ingrained in our culture. It, you know, you fall down, you brush yourself off, you get up. You're not feeling okay, shake it off, don't show your emotions. That was growing up. You just dealt with it, you dealt with your issues, and you just moved on. And you were called weak if you showed any emotion on the sensitive side. So <laughs> you know you know this very well. I, I'm a very sensitive person, but when growing up, you can't show that side. You you'd you'd be called names, you'd be bugged. It's just it was tough. It's tough for everyone to just Ignore those feelings and just men are supposed to be men, and that's what we are taught.
0: which which is terribly wrong. and thank God that the whole thought in our culture is changing. It's yeah. going to continue to change. and it's going to send the message that 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 if we find ourselves in these challenges, that there's there's going to be a way to deal with them without keeping them inside because quite frankly, and speaking from experience, When you keep them inside, you're not managing them. They're going to pop up. They're going to pop
1: up. I'm thankful that the narrative is changing, and we're going to get into this, but I'm very thankful the narrative is changing because we are vulnerable. As men, we are vulnerable. I'm glad now the younger generation can, can use this as a tool and hopefully use that as growth so they don't go through the struggles men our age have gone through.
0: And I think I think by sharing our own experiences, uh, what it does is, and it's it's not so much to be a role model. It's just to show that everyday people like you and me have our own challenges. And if everyday people like you and me have our challenges, the same can be said about others. So right. if they're having their own challenges, they have to understand that there's. Resources. There's friends, family out there that will help them manage and get through that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So when it when it comes when it comes to your experience, I'm just um, I, I like to use the word curious. How long do you think you were struggling with your own challenges before you decided to go ahead and and and, and reach out in one fashion or another. And I guess the, the best way to, to answer that question is start at the beginning and just share with the listeners what it is that you were facing you faced or whatever that is. And we'll talk more about that yeah. as we go along.
1: You know, this I, I've I've been I've been telling you I wanted to talk about this for a long time so we can help somebody and I hope we do. You know me. I'm a I'm a pretty extroverted person. I still try to be an extroverted person. Growing up I was you know, I was the the life of the party, the one that got things going. But I noticed the change. I don't know. It's 2023 now. So probably 2014, 2015, 2016. I noticed a change in myself. Whereas I, I didn't want to go out as much as I, as I used to. I always said to my wife, I'm like, right, let's just do this. Let's do this instead. It's fine. And I just dealt with it. And I just went through the motions and didn't deal with it. Cause I thought, okay, I'm going to come out of this. And then like, you and I coached together for years, and there's one of the parents in 2017, I think it was, early 2017, she comes out to me. She's there's something different about you. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm fine, right? And that's our answer, right? And I'm fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, so I just brushed it off, and, I, and she was right, but I didn't want to admit it. I was in a fog. Things were changing in my life. You know, I was starting to be reclusive to my friends, my family, my wife. And again, I'm not going to use this as an excuse of why my wife and I split up, but it's it's part of it. I just, I got to a point where I felt worthless. I got to a point where I felt worthless and I just didn't think I was, I didn't think I was, uh had any self-worth. I didn't think I was doing anybody any good. And I started really, recluse, really just going into myself, not sharing with my wife, not sharing with my son. I tried to always be upbeat in front of my son. And I just, For, like, that 2017, like, this parent was right. And I should have come out at that time to to my wife. I messed up, but I didn't. And then a few months go by, and my wife and I are going farther and farther apart. And I couldn't understand it. I just, it was, there were things in our marriage that whatever, but it it was me. Like, I was pulling away. We ended up having a terrible 2018. I left for a bit, came back, left, and then finally 2019, I left for, for good. And at that time we were still sort of talking. I said, I think I think there's something wrong. So I I finally opened up and I it was too late. I opened up way too late. Um and the problem is I just kept it inside and I didn't I didn't reach out. So I just kept reclusing. Uh I lived in my travel trailer for a summer. I just hid away from everyone. I wasn't the same friend I was. I wasn't the same person I was to my kid. It just, you know, I'd sit in the shower three days, four days a week, cry for ten, fifteen minutes, and I just bawl my eyes out because I just, you, when you feel worthless and you don't feel like you're good enough, you just, you just, re, you just hide. And I, I'm really regret. We did, <laughs> we did regrets a couple episodes ago. But, I didn't use. I've been best friends with my best friend since 1987. And I didn't even ask him for help. Go ahead, Wilkie.
0: That's fine. Yeah,
1: I was best best friends with my best friend since 1987. I didn't ask for help. I didn't ask anybody for help. I pulled away from my wife. I pulled away from my family, and then finally something hit me, 2019, where I said I need to get real help, and I, I, I went to a counselor, and I thank thank God for him. He got me out of it. He was the same guy who was our marriage counselor. Yeah, we know what happened with my marriage. I've talked about that before. But he really helped me. He really showed, well, this is what you need to do to get yourself worse. So he helped me along. I started asking my friends, and you know, I've asked you for help. I've asked our other friends, Greg and Ian, for help. And I started recovering. And I, I went on pills. But to be honest, I'm not a pill guy. I don't like taking Advil. So I just did the work and I said, I started thinking, okay, I am worth something to someone. And I thought of my son first. I uh, I need to be around for him. So I, I got help. Sorry, you're going to edit a lot here. <laughs> I, uh, I needed to be around for my son. And then for my girlfriend, who's helped me too. And I got the help. And I really wish. <laughs> You know, I keep going back to this regret thing. I wish I got help in 2015 and 2017. Who knows what would have happened with everything else. But I know I would have been a better friend, a better spouse, a better partner, a better father, better everything, better coworker. Like, I would have been better if I would have reached out. And the whole thing of men have to be men is what I – I didn't want to show weakness. And, like, I'm learning the last – and I'm still going through it, T.C., I'm still going through it. I still have my nights where I sit in the shower longer than I usually do and get myself together and compose myself. And I still have days of worthlessness. Uh, but I tell you, I'm really glad I started using my support system—my friends, my family, even my ex-wife helps me once in a while. And we need to—we need to push that narrative to where we use, utilize our support system and and we need to dig inside and get our self worth up to a par where we think we are worth worth worthful, <laughs> our worthfulness. Uh, you just you just created a new world. I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Sorry, it's kind of a rambling thing, but I just we need to know that once we're not feeling okay, it's okay to reach out. And our my friends have shown me they are there for me. Yeah, just get the help, use your friends, and there's always somebody there for you, and that's what I wish I would have done 7 years ago, 6 years ago.
0: I'm I'm going to start with using this word wow and and then saying thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for sharing because when when you can say narrative, but it, narrative sounds so clinical. You're sharing your experience, your feelings, your emotions so that Someone else has an easier time yeah. than facing that. Yeah. And that, and that's that's key. Yeah. Um, as I sit here listening, um, I know it's it's difficult for you to to share, but I do have a couple of questions that that may help some of our listeners. And I'm I'm wondering, as you were struggling along, where did you find that courage to say, "I need to"? What was that? Was there Was there an action that happened? Was there words that a friend shared with you that, where it was just finally you couldn't take it anymore, and I said to myself, I need to reach out?
1: Probably the breakdown of my marriage was really the tipping point. Uh, I know after we split up, I, I, I still stayed reclusive. I got into a new relationship later that year, and I still wasn't the same And I said, I need to be better. I need to help. Like I need to. I need to be better. I need to be better in my new relationship. I don't want the same thing to happen with my new relationship as what happened in my marriage. I need to be a better dad to my son, and I need to be a better friend. And and I need to be a better son to my mom and dad because I didn't ask anybody for help. I didn't go to them for help. And finally, the what I the courage that it was was my son. I don't want to be this mopey little person sitting at home and, hey, dad, let's go do this. He's in Kamloops now, but you know what I mean? Like I didn't want to be that person. I needed to be a positive influence in my, for my son. So I went and bought a place that I didn't need to buy, and he lived there for a few months before he left. I wanted to be that person, but I also wanted to show him that it's okay. Like I've, I'm pretty frank and honest with, with, with Jackson, and I told him what was going on. I told him right from the beginning what was happening with his mom and I, right from ground zero, because I believe in honesty. And I believe in honesty with your children and showing them the path and just telling them, hey, this is what's happening. And we've had great, honest conversations about it. And I just wanted to show him that I'm struggling, but I'm still here. And I'm going to be the best dad I can be for him.
0: You know, what, what you probably don't realize, and, and when you talk about role models, mentors, and, and being that dad to him, by, by by virtue of what you're doing, you're being the best role model you can be to him right now. Because if he finds himself, as life goes on in that same situation, he'll know that, it, that it's a path well-traveled, and he can grab someone's hand and travel that path as well. And that's, that is so important. So you have to keep that in mind, right? So, um, so you found the courage, you relied on your friends and family to support you. You took your hand and said, I need professional help. And, um, the curious thing about when you reach out for that professional help is, is there's no there's no formula that says okay if I have ten sessions I'll be great after ten sessions yeah. Yeah. and then you can open the door and and, and live yeah. your life happily ever after because it doesn't work that way. It doesn't way. work that way. It doesn't work that no. way. And the the words that kind of resonate as I listen to you and it, and it's kind of it's, it'll be so personal but I've heard it time and time again do the work. Yeah. And it, and it, and. From my own experience, when I hear that, first of all, I don't know, and I'll share more as I go along. I don't yeah. know what the work is. I yeah, don't. Yeah. And that's part of the challenge in itself, right? Yeah. yeah. And if I knew what the work was, and that's typically the way guys think, like, yeah, I want to solve the problem, but I have to understand how to solve the problem to move forward. Yeah. But the work that you do will not be the same work that I do. But the point is, that work will move you forward. Exactly. So, yeah. Even even and, and the other big thing is that um and, and I'll never do it, like if someone shares with me, I never, never, ever judge. Because like as soon as no. you judge, that just that just shuts down that, that individual that wants to share. And that's We have no right to judge another person. We we can't do that. No. We can't do that. Because no. for them for you to have the courage to actually take that step, that yeah. at that point you're so fragile that it's almost like if 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 you don't get the support you need as you're starting to to come out of that, yeah, it's so easy just to go back down that hole. It yeah. really is,
1: yeah, it, it's hard, I oh, know
0: exactly, yeah. yeah, so I applaud you, and you know as well time and time again, and that, that you can always call, you know, I always answer. Yep. And as much as at the end of our text, every once in a while, um, I'll say, love you, man. <laughs> yep. Yeah. 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 I love it when you do that. Yeah. So, and it's, and we can't be afraid to say that. You know, mm-hmm. Right. So, and that, and that's the other macho thing. We're not, we're not allowed to show those kinds of feelings. Like, I mean, I, as much as I love my dad, I don't know how many times I, said, exactly. I said, I love you. Yeah. And he,
1: I know he felt the same way. Right? That's a so, good point because I just started telling my dad I love him this last 10 years. Like, as a kid, I never – well, as a little kid, you always do. But then, teenager, grown adult, you're too cool.
0: Yeah.
1: And I just – since I hit my 40s, that's when I started telling my dad I love him because I did, I
0: And you can never be afraid to, to share that kind of feeling, right? So, So wow. I mean, my experience – uh from a little from a little different perspective but twenty seven years of law enforcement twenty seven years of seeing uh, motor vehicle accidents homicide scenes sudden death scenes, and quite frankly doing that job I was always going hundred miles an hour and I got to the point where i thought i was i thought I was dealing with it okay. I, mm-hmm. I was well aware that, that the things that I was witnessing are, are not normal and a steady diet of that is not healthy. And I never, I never, ever tried to push anything down, but I was never taught how to manage this yeah. stuff either. <laughs> yeah. Never taught how to manage this stuff. Yeah. So back in, I'd say, 2021, 20, and keeping in mind, I'm, the whole point of like trying to slow down and retire is that you, so you can enjoy life? Well, right. as I'm starting to slow down, learning how to retire, these scenes start popping up in my head. Right. right? And then there would be times, literally, and it would happen at the football field too. Like I literally disengage because I'm right. like, I'm zoning out because I'm, right. and that was starting to happen more and more and more. And I'm thinking something's not right here. Yeah. And I don't know what to do. Yeah. I don't know what to do. Yeah. So and, and we're in 2023 now and I'm still trying to figure this out. I and getting back to that 10 sessions and you're good. Right? you <laughs> put in another quarter, you might need another. Yeah, Lucy yeah. will give me another, you know, five cents of advice to quarter advice. But, yeah. But anyways, <clears throat> I reached out to someone professional and explained what was going on. And um I got diagnosed with PTSD and Again, getting back to that, doing the work, I'm thinking, okay, what does this mean? Like, and keeping in mind, uh, we we still have to go to work because we have financial obligations. Yeah. We've committed ourselves elsewhere, good, bad, or indifferent. I mean, uh, to different organizations. And different people in our lives that we said, yeah, well, we're going to help you. Yeah. So, and that was part of part of my challenge, still part of my challenge, that I would put them first rather than me, right? Mm-hmm. So, and here I am for the first time feeling feeling vulnerable, where I've always been that okay, I can take care of everything all at once, and not have anything phase on me. And for the first time, I'm seeing a few chinks in the armor, and I'm right. I'm I'm not happy about that. I'm actually upset with myself. <laughs> I don't mind saying a little bit scared. I'm still scared right now because define that individual that, that that you can reach out to for that professional help. I know very well that that first of all I have to be able to confide in that individual. So there has to be that kind of relationship that it's going to work. And just if you were to open up um, let's say directory that had a list of professionals how do I know which one knows exactly what I'm going through and how to deal with me?
1: Exactly.
0: And it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I did reach out to veteran affairs, always, always very helpful. But again, it didn't, it didn't help me with that because you want to make sure that you're comfortable with an individual. So I started hunting, which in itself, you're not even dealing with your, your, your challenge. Yeah. You're trying to find the conduit which is really, and you're still dealing with it. It's kind of sucking the life at it at the same time until finally I found someone and uh, I think how long has it been now? Once a month I'll have a session and we're still trying to put a beat on the best way to, to challenge or to deal with the challenge. But I will tell you this and I've reiterated it time and time again with him is that, that, when we get to that point and because uh, that during that career I've dealt with so much, right. right? I I told him, I said, I'm, I'm quite frankly afraid because I'm if I go take that step with that plunge. I'm going to be overwhelmed. And, And it's, and it's not so much the being overwhelmed part. It's what do I do when I am overwhelmed? Because if I'm, over the edge, yeah. and all of a sudden, I'm I'm just going to be a mess, and I don't know what to do. Then, then that concerns me. So that I mean, overwhelming part is really tough, isn't it? Yeah. So, right. and then because we have to be in control. I mean, and I'm not saying we have to be in control. That's the way our mind works. Yeah. We Have to be in
1: control. Do you? Can I ask? Like, my experience with therapy is I I was lucky to find the person I did. He was our marriage counselor. He ended up being real great, so I went with it. And I, I, I'm i alive because of that guy. Um, so does it – do you find it helps you going – because, yes, we should use our, our friends and stuff like that and talk to them, but our friends are our friends and they love us. This person is a neutral. Do you find it easier to talk to this person to help you unload?
0: Yes, yes. And as a matter of fact, um, getting back to that macho thing, like, I mean – there's not too many people I've shared this diagnosis with.
1: Right.
0: Because it's the first thing I think, first of all, I don't want to burden you with what I've got going on. That's 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 our nature. That's our nature, yeah. right? And second of all, for me to take the time and I extend it to my wife, for me to take the time to try and explain to you what's going on with me, quite frankly, is exhausting. Yeah. And I don't want it to do it. Yeah. So I know
1: exactly
0: and, what you mean. and and at the end of the day, if I were if I were to take the time and explain to you what was going on, there's no guarantee in my mind you're gonna understand.
1: Yeah.
0: But again, getting back that, and if, if it's a friend or a family member that truly that really cares, there will be no judgment. And that's that's the expectation. We don't
1: have to understand, we just have to listen yeah.
0: and be there. So Having said that, in twenty twenty three, I'm still I'm still trying to find my way. Mm-hmm. But in between, um, what's on my sites is is truly to sail off into the sunset and be live happily ever after. Exactly. Yes. And that's that's all we can do. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Will will we have scars along the way? Of course. Let's let's not kid ourselves. Will they will they pop up now and again? Yes, of course. Let's not mm-hmm. kid ourselves there used to be a time and and, and it still happens um, where both scenes would play like a movie in my head and, and, and they, they, they still do Um, and they affect your sleep, which is not, not good for you. They affect a a bunch of different things, but one of the things I have been doing lately is, is making sure that I, I, I'll just say, try and look after myself physically speaking, because it's a combination of both physical and mental health that makes your overall health healthy. That makes sense. Yeah. So going to the gym, and and I'm not saying that you have to go and start lifting a bunch of weights if, if you're not inclined to do that. Years and years ago, the the message was, and I think it still holds true. Take a 20 minute walk, and that's going to be the best medicine. I'm not a pill guy either. I can't stand them. No. I hate, yeah. yeah. So, but but along the way, that I I realize, and that and this is the importance of developing strong relationships because sometimes um, when you're having those tough times, if that relationship is there, all all you have to do is be there with that individual, and that's worth a million hours of therapy as far as I'm concerned. But that's anywhere it's right. So,
1: you know what, Tom? You're 100% correct, and. I appreciate you telling the story because uh, I hopefully somebody is listening to it and will take something from your story as well. And like you're, you're a hundred percent correct with when you talk about your go for a walk, go to the gym, do whatever makes you happy because like what we were talking about before, we need to use our support systems and we de- need to identify what they are. Right. We need to find that. And so uh, a few years ago, me and a few buddies, we started walking on Sundays together, not every Sunday, but it's a bunch of guys who just go for a walk, a bunch of middle aged men going for a walk here on the better trail or over Jesperson or whatever. You use those sort of things to get yourself free. Like you can talk, you can vent, and there's no judgment. And that's what we're talking about, right? We have no right to judge the other person, what they're feeling, what they're going through. I have a few buddies going through marital stuff. I have a buddy from Ball who's going through some stuff and I recognize that right away, but we need to start using our support system, using our family, using our friends and identify that, identify what and who they are for sure. Um, Like you said, the walking thing, if I'm up early on a Saturday and Sunday, I would rather go for a walk in the morning when it's nice and crisp and clear out and sunny. Then go to the gym, even though I joined the gym right now to help my mental health. <laughs> the problem with that is I only like going to the gym in the morning before work. So it's hard to get up at 3.30 in the morning to go to the gym three days a week because I want to be cognizant of my sleep schedule. I don't know about you. I don't know what you're using as your support system. Hopefully you use me. Uh, and, like, I'm trying to do that dinner with a bunch of us that you know of, right? We, we want to get together once a month and have dinner and just BS for an hour or two, right? So,
0: yeah, thanks for doing that because that is helpful. And as you know, as far as the support system is, I I think it's a process where, first of all, you get comfortable. And and I don't know, I mean, when I share that that information with the people that I care about, I, I don't really have any expectations because. I I don't I don't know what advice I can give someone if they shared the same thing other than are you are you looking after yourself are you eating properly yeah um and is it is it really stopping you from living and if it is let's let's talk about who you can reach out to yeah. and really now I say it time and time again be patient with yourself that's a key because we we beat ourselves we're so good at beating ourselves up we really are. And if you could just stop for a second and, and, and it's not like some people, they use the word I'm embarrassed about this and there's nothing to be embarrassed about because the funny thing about being embarrassed, the people that you think are going to judge you are the people that don't care about you. Exactly. So
1: as men, we should never be embarrassed to be vulnerable. anymore. We need to, we need to, we need to. Show our vulnerability to help others and help ourselves. Because keeping things closed in just screws up your life.
0: Okay, can you do me a favor? Can you repeat that again? <laughs> I know, I know, because it's it's such an important message, and that's why I'm asking. Exactly, that. we that's need it. to
1: be vulnerable. We need to show people that it's okay to be vulnerable. Yeah, because we are going to screw up our lives if we're not. If we close things in, I really, I'm not going to say I ruined my life, but I kept things in so close that my whole world fell apart, and you know, kicked the hornet's nest for a bit. And now I'm on the road to recovery. And like I said at the beginning, I'm still doing the work. I'm still broken,
0: but I'm piece by piece. I'm putting that jigsaw puzzle back together. Okay. Just just a second here. Okay. Um, One of the things that has to be made clear, what we're talking about is something that is normal. Yes. You're not broken. (laughs) You're not broken. Okay, you, you, you just need a tune up. There's a difference. Yeah, okay, you're right. not broken at all. Okay? Right. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Right. Yeah. And, and but that's, that, that hits the nail on the head. We think we're broken. Think we're broken. Yeah. We think we're broken. Yeah. Okay, but you're not broken. Okay? <laughs> yes, I guess. Okay, so. so just keep that in mind. Yeah. Right? So I, and we, we talked about the support system. Um, and if you're the uh, type of individual that's not, not uh, used to leaning on someone, not, used to seeking that professional help um, overcome that, please just do that. Right. So yeah. the other thing too is, and and once we become aware of what our own challenges is and keep in mind that that you're not the only one that's going to be going through something like this. There may be someone out there that, that is having similar challenges and it's okay. Just, to ask that question are you okay yeah and typical answer is going to be i'm fine yeah I'm fine. yeah it's a shoulder shrug yeah I'm fine. yeah i'm fine but let's go get a beer <laughs> right let's go get a beer but the thing about it though is like if you continue to see that behavior that that concerted behavior don't be afraid to say are you sure you're okay but yeah. to add a little bit more to it and quite frankly these are going to be people that you care about anyhow yeah. You're not going to say that to a perfect stranger. So it's someone you know, an acquaintance that that's yeah. somewhat no different than what would happen in your situation. That 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 cares about you and is concerned about you and is going to ask the the simple question that that should force the difficult question. Personally, am I okay? Yeah,
1: and then move forward from yeah. there. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I 100% agree with that statement. <laughs> 100%, right? So I am I just want the, our listeners to, to really take some time and think about this because I know that some of our listeners might be facing challenges today or they've faced challenges in the past or guess what? But I like to kind of refer to them as little landmines because we're, we, we never... Uh, We're taught how to deal with it, but there might be a little landmine in your future because emotionally speaking, you didn't know how to deal with something that occurred that, that affected you. So if that landmine goes off, please, please. Be patient with yourself, as I've already mentioned. Yeah, and don't be afraid to lean on someone. That's a yeah. good starting point. Exactly. So, um, Wilkie, thanks for sharing your experience. I know it wasn't easy, but I think I think there'll be some listeners out there that will certainly get something out of that. Our podcast is coming to an end, and it's always that music that gives me that message. But there's some important things that. We have to share with you as we end this podcast. Uh, Men's mental health is nothing to shy away from. If you have your own challenges and you have been lost in dealing with them, reach out. Please reach out. Mental health is just as important as physical health. When reaching out, keep this in mind. First of all, what you're experiencing is normal, and we have to learn how to normalize it even more. Lean on friends and family first. Know that there is support out there for you. Be alive to the fact others may be suffering in silence and lend a hand when that door opens for you. Finally, when things are spiraling, seek professional help. Remember, take advantage of the moment before the moment takes advantage of you. To learn more about eWalkAbout, please visit us at eWalkAbout.ca. love you, that one.